everyone and welcome back to Food for Thought. I'm Catherine. And I'm Emily. And today we have two very special guests on. We have Sarah and Saz from Raise the Bar. And if you don't know what Raise the Bar is, get excited to learn all about it. But as many of you probably know, it's one of my it is my favorite workout class type of workout. And yeah, we're really happy to have Sarah and Saz on. They're gonna dive more into their lives, raise the bar, and how they started it and how they're able to balance their full-time job and raise the bar because raise the bar is actually their side hustle for those of you who didn't know so i'll let you guys kind of introduce yourself a bit more and then we'll jump into the full episode hello everyone so yes as Catherine said we are sarah and Staz, and we met through teaching bar fitness at another studio Um, And then we bonded over our passion for fitness. And when COVID hit, our old studio closed down. And Sarah and I just decided that we wanted to continue um, teaching bar classes. And we decided to do our own thing. Yeah, so I'm Sarah. And that pretty much sums it up. But um, one thing good that came from COVID was starting a business with Stas over here. So... (laughs) awesome. I feel like you guys have grown so much, like your business and everything. I feel like I've been there since almost the start-ish. And it's crazy how like obviously followers don't matter, but how much your Instagram account's grown and how many Mm -hmm. people like will reach out to me and be like, oh, like I do these classes too. And like, oh, they're so fun. And like people all over, not even just in Ontario and Canada, which is amazing. So did you guys want to give just for some people who are listening might not know like what bar is or I guess like the type of workouts you do if you want to give a quick like just explanation of what it is and maybe why you like it so much yeah so bar fitness is a variation of I guess ballet um, in general but we've kind of taken it up a notch to incorporate a little bit of hit into our classes as well so we're not just doing ballet fundamentals meaning second position first position Um, all that sort of stuff. But we also um, add a little bit of cardio into our classes. So you will see burpees and you will see jumping jacks to get your heart rate up and really make you sweat. Um, So it's a mixture of kind of toning movements um, using light hand weights and, you know, resistance bands to tone those muscles. And then also getting that heart rate up with either low impact cardio or full intensity cardio. So yeah. Nice. No, awesome. And I was just wondering, I always thought about this, but why bars specifically? Like, have you guys done other workouts in the past? Like, do you have any other like favorite kind of workouts or like what made you want to start bars specifically or like work at a bar studio specifically? Um, well, I guess for me, um, you know, I grew up doing a whole bunch of different stuff, but I, you know, worked at a bar fitness studio um, in university And so I guess that's why we kind of decided to start Raise the Bar in general was because that fitness studio actually shut down during COVID. Um, So we just thought, you know, we both love teaching bar so much. Why not just keep going with it? And I think we've put our own little twist and our own little flair on that as well. So, yeah. And I think for me, so same as Sarah, like we both were very active kids. We played a lot of sports. We loved fitness. Like our parents definitely um, helped us find that that passion for fitness by putting us in sports. And I always, you know, throughout high school and everything, I loved focusing on personal fitness. But 
I, when, while I was in university, I came back for one week to Toronto and my mom was like, come to this bar class with me. Like, you need to try it. And I was like, mom, like bar, you know, it's known to be boring. Like I like doing sprints on the treadmill. I like lifting heavy weights. Like that's what I like doing. And so I went to this bar class and side note, this is where Sarah was teaching at the time. Um, And so I went to this bar class thinking, you know, I'm I'm fit, I can do all this stuff. And I go and I completely, uh, I got my bum kicked and I realized that, you know, it's a great workout because you don't need a lot of equipment to get an amazing workout. You don't need a lot of equipment to build muscle, to build strength. I'm way stronger now, not lifting with heavy weights than I was when I was, you know, trying to lift with heavy weights and only doing like five reps. So, um, I, I think, you know, that kind of brought us together and. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's important that you say that like bar, it's not just like ballet positions because so many people, when I like talk about how I'm doing like raise the bar and bar classes are like, oh, like I could never do that. It's too easy to like low impact. I need a good sweat. But it's like, I always have to explain that it's like not the typical bar class. It's not like dancey and like, obviously Mm -hmm. there's some little fun things, but it's not like what you think of bar, which I think is like super special because there's nothing really like raise the bar out there necessarily. Like obviously there's, pilates platforms and stuff but like i don't know even em did a class with me a bit ago I and lo- like i loved it it yeah, was so because we used to do raise or we we used to do melissa wood health with just like pilates it's very slow low impact and i don't know both of us have come from a past with like tricky um behaviors with our exercise and stuff but like it's just crazy how like once i don't know raise the bar i feel like has been like for me at least since i do it regularly just like a very I don't know, it just makes me feel good about my body. I feel strong and it's like that step up. It's not like I'm sprinting on the treadmill, like well, running forever. Yeah, and but I it's see. not like I'm just doing little low impact like stretching. Yeah, I think what you said that's really good because I feel like there's this idea in society that if you're not sprinting on the treadmill, if you're not lifting heavy weights or, you know, doing these crazy like hit classes that and if you're not like sweating, then you're not getting a good workout in. But like because we've come from that past and I've experienced other forms of working out like um, Pilates and your bar classes, like people don't realize that there are so many different ways that you can move your body. That's so effective, um, especially with like toning and strengthening, like the smaller muscles and how that actually like makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it makes like a holistic difference to your entire body too, because you're forced to use those little muscles. Like after doing bar for, I don't know, consecutively for three to four or four years now, I'm losing track of time. My running's gotten a lot faster. I notice, like, you know, before bar, I would go on maybe like 30 minute runs, but now I can go an hour and I'm, I'm you know, cardiovascularly, I'm not getting tired because, you know, we've trained our bodies now to do these longer workouts. So you don't feel like our, our workouts first started off as only one hour, now we have different times. But you don't feel like it's a one-hour workout. You're kind of constantly moving. The songs are changing. You know, we try to keep it very, very upbeat so that you don't feel exactly like you were saying, that you're just, like, waiting for the time to come down. You're, like, running on the treadmill being like, oh, I need to get, like, X amount of minutes in. You kind of lose track of time because we want you at the end of the day to be having fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super important. I think when you love the type of workout you do – um that's not only helpful for obviously 
your physical health, but for your mental health as well. I think if you're going to the gym and it feels like a chore and um, yeah, like you're counting down the minutes on the treadmill and it's not fun, then you're really not like reaping all the benefits of it. Cause it's like exercise is supposed to be not just for your physical body, but for your, you know, endorphins and for your mental health yeah. as well. So releasing the happy hormones and everything oh, yeah. kind of going off of um, just like more specifically, what do you think? Like, why is working out important to you and why should people like want to work out? I know that everyone like obviously has like their own values in terms of like what's important to them and why it's important for them to work out. I know for me, like obviously it's not like my therapy, but like it is like it acts as a big de-stressor, mm-hmm. um, makes me happy. And I think it's just like a great break in the day because some people can like watch Netflix as a break, but like I like to move my body. And so I know that's for me, but like in for you guys, um, like, why do you think working out is so important? Yeah, so I'll go first. Um, working out to me is like just, it's a part of me. I grew up like extremely active because of my family. I was a gymnast for a competitive gymnast for over 10 years. And immediately after quitting that, because I had a pretty extreme injury, I got into running and, um, was pretty intense with that as well. And still am, um, in university, I was on the triathlon team. And so it's just, I wake up and I need to move my body. It's like habitual for me. Um, and it's a huge part of my mental health. I don't feel like myself if I don't move my body, um, which doesn't mean I don't take days off. Like, of course I do. You need to, Um, but it is kind of essential to the way that my brain works now. Um, and I can honestly say that there's never a day that I dread exercising. I make sure that I'm doing things that I love and that are always challenging to me. And I think that's a really important part of finding your ideal exercise routine is to think about what goals are you trying to reach? every time that you exercise because that will bring a lot of meaning to your workouts um so yeah that's that's my yeah reason. I, I really liked how Sarah said that she's never dreading a workout and I think it's so so important to find a workout that you like that's going to make you feel good and you know for me working out is really a time that all you're doing is trying to improve on yourself. It is that time you put aside. It is only for you. I'm not working out for Sarah. I'm not working out for my fiance. I'm not working out for anyone. It's for me. And it's that time that you can just be selfish and you can focus on you. Um, And, and yeah, like your body is your vessel and, you know, you want to make sure that it can do things that make you feel confident, that make you feel strong. And I think that's what we really like to focus on. Yeah, no, exactly. I was just going to go off of that saying how like you should never dread a workout. And it's true. Like the point of working out isn't to like tire yourself of like trying to improve your body, but just in- improve your overall well-being. Like, I remember when I was going to the gym too much running too much, exercising too much. I just felt like so terrible. My mind never really did feel clear. I just felt so like, I mean, I think I was just full of anxiety and full of 
like negative thoughts. And as soon as I like kind of switched my mindset and found a different form of working out and like learned to do different things, it's almost like I would look at myself in the mirror and didn't see like physical changes. But I was like, I just like look happier. I feel more full of life. And like, in a sense, I, we've talked about this before, but mm-hmm. I just felt like lighter, not like because like, my mind was so cluttered with stuff that I just felt like lighter overall. I just felt like I didn't have to stress about going to the gym and like mm-hmm. what's really good about like raise the bar is just like you don't even have to leave your house to do it if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also super important because some days it's like hard to work out and around a bunch of people for me. Like I know if I have a bad body image day, it's hard for me like and I, I always love moving my body, but it's hard for me to go to the gym because I'm like, uh, I don't want to like I want to cover up like I don't necessarily want people to like see me when I feel this way about myself and so I think it's also like nice to just like do a workout on your own and you don't need to think about like what other people are saying about you because I know the end of a workout like a raise the bar workout at least I will always feel like so much better and just like I'm ready to take on the day or take on the afternoon Mm -hmm. and I think that's like super important yeah and I love what you said about not doing it for anyone else but yourself like it's your time and I think that's the biggest mindset switch that I had when I changed like the way that I was working out I made it like a time for myself to be a better version of myself because I knew how happy and de-stressed I would feel after my workout and I would put aside a time where you know like I put everything else away I don't think about how that workout is going to affect my body right after or working out to you know for like you said your fiance like a boy my friends whatever comparing my body to other people because a lot of the time I'll go to the gym and you know I'm running on the treadmill and like all of these girls are next to me and um I find that sometimes you know my eyes dart that way and I start thinking about all these things so I love sort of the idea of like a home workout having the space for yourself mm-hmm. and um yeah and just using that as like a time for yourself to improve your whole like outlook on life and your mindset and the way that you feel about yourself at the end of the day I think it's crazy how much like I don't know about boys obviously but like I feel like girls are always comparing themselves to like the other girls like in so many aspects of life like working out like I remember when we were like not in a great place with working out we would like be watching each other and like Mm -hmm. like who's gonna run longer and it's like just like obviously like some competitiveness is like good and fun but like when it's in a negative way and just like not good then that's like you don't want to stick with that but I'm kind of going I just want to go back to raise the bar specifically and like just wanted to kind of hear about how you guys started it why you started any challenges and um just like maybe how you are able to balance raise the bar but also your full-time careers because this is just your little yeah. gig on the side. Um, so how we started Raise the Bar, I guess we can start at how Sarah and I met. So when I mentioned before that I had gone to a workout class with my mom, so we went to this one studio and then I went back to university, university and then in the summer I came back and I had Sarah as my instructor. And immediately... I had never been to a harder workout class in my life. And I was like, this girl, she is, you know, she's, I don't want to say crazy, but she's just very athletic. And, you know, she has so much energy. She could talk throughout, you know, doing 20 burpees back to back. She could talk. So Sarah and I actually became friends 
while I was a student at the studio and she was an instructor and then she had to head back to university. And I was just at a point where I was like, I don't feel like any of the other instructors are kicking my butt the way that Sarah was. And then, so I decided to apply to be an instructor. Um, as you mentioned, like Sarah came back after university, the studio closed down and that's when we decided now we've actually, you know, been friends for over, over a year, I guess it would have been at that time. Uh, we decided to start our own thing. And that first looked like us just being like, okay, when we're back in Toronto, do you want to do some classes? Maybe we can do some pop-ups on the weekend. And then COVID hit we were forced to go online and one thing led to another and we started, you know, evolving into what we are today, which is mainly an online platform. If I missed anything, Sarah, go No, I think that's, that's everything, you know. Yeah, it's funny how we got brought together. I knew Stas's mom yes. before I knew her, but um, it was Stas. Yeah. I thought you meant yeah. It was um it was Stas that planted the seed though. You know, she was like, I've I've created this website for this, you know, project I'm thinking about starting. And would you want to join me doing it? And you know, immediately I was like, Of course, like let's just try this out, see if people would even do our classes. And yeah, like people wanted to do the classes, and so we just we've just kept going on with it ever since. But I'm Every day I think about how thankful I am that Stas had this idea and asked me to do it with her. So. Aww. Yeah. Aww. That's amazing. Yeah. Was it like a slow start or like, did you ever feel discouraged if like maybe not as many people would like sign up for classes or like kind of like, what is that whole process like? I would say, I think our first month maybe online, we were like celebrating when we had 10 signups. We would celebrate, we would dance around, we would message each other in the morning and we'd be like, oh my gosh, we have 10 people. Um, so I would say in a way, like, yeah, the, the traction started off slow. It definitely started more friends and family um, who I guess kind of knew our, our backgrounds a bit more. But one thing led to another and it was honestly just all word of mouth. And, you know, to this day, we've been strictly growing word of mouth and our circles kind of kept expanding. And this friend would tell that friend who maybe lived in New York and who would tell this friend. And uh, that's kind of how we grew. But yeah, there have been challenges. I mean, Sarah, you can touch on them. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, especially being an online platform and starting during COVID, um, you don't, you never know what's going to work and what's not going to work. But Stas and I have both learned that you should always celebrate the failures because you always learn something from it. Mm -hmm. um, no matter how mad it makes you at the time or how much time you put into this idea that seemed to have done nothing, you know, you, you always learn you always just have to keep trying um, and learning as you go. That's what it's all about when you start your own business is yeah. just to keep evolving. Mm -hmm. And of course, like yeah. that goes for anything. Nothing is going to start right out of the gates, like full speed ahead. Everything starts slowly. Like when we started our podcast, 
obviously we didn't have that many listens at first like I'm sure we were celebrating when yeah. we had 10 listeners yeah. listen to our first <laughs> podcast so um yeah I think that just goes to show like if anyone wants to ever start anything like a business idea or like a side hustle or anything like a creative project mm-hmm. I think all you have to do is just start and if it's really important to you and you're passionate about it and you keep up with it then it's going to take flight someday yeah and just like not letting challenges get to you because I feel like Mm -hmm. there are so many people who start out doing these like initiatives or trying to start their own business and like I've had friends try to start their own mini businesses and stuff and like as soon as there's like one challenge or like if they're not growing or anything then they just quit but like you really if you're passionate about something obviously you're gonna stick with it Mm -hmm. and it's clear that you guys have been like passionate through it all and the whole process which is like amazing Mm -hmm. kind of going off of um just like challenges and like creating raise the bar how like how do you guys do it with your real like with your job because I just I don't know how you would be able to do that (laughs) I mean I guess we can give some background on our our full-time jobs too so yeah Sarah and I actually both went to Western, but we didn't know each other at Western. We met afterwards. Um, But yeah, so I studied business at Western. I went to Ivy and um, yeah, and I was in um, engineering at Western. Yeah. So I'm at um, one of the big four accounting firms right now. Yeah. And I am an engineer at TELUS right now. Very nice. (laughs) <laughs> very successful <laughs> yeah our full-time jobs are definitely quite demanding you know there's um weeks will you know I'll be working 70 plus hours at you know full-time job and a lot of people are always ask us like how are you how do you balance both I think one really big key to our success is the fact that Sarah and I are both morning people. Mm-hmm. So we are okay to get up, you know, before 6 a.m. We'll film our class, we'll meet for a bit, and then we start our normal jobs around 9 a.m. You wake up around 5, you've got like four hours in the morning where you can get stuff done. Yeah. Um, so that's been great. And we always do our recordings in the morning. Um, and then, you know, you just end up finding time and if it is a passion it doesn't feel like a chore which has we've never wanted it to feel like a chore yes there are times when you know it's not all just fun you know you're running a business but you make the time for it and having a great partner also makes it fun so that's been key Yeah, yeah I I think you you snatch any minute that you have to, you know, work on social media and, you know, Stas and I text all day. I think a big thing in having your business with a partner is that you need to have a good communication style. And Stas and I tell each other literally everything. everything. <laughs> Too much. Maybe. The good and the bad. Um, but yeah, you know, we are so passionate about it that to be honest, like weekends are for raise the bar. Like that's when we get most of our work done that we really need to get done. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, we're just constantly working together. If one of us has a meeting and something Mm -hmm. needs to be done, the other one takes it on. It's all about finding that right balance um, between like how much time you have and you know, what your partner can do. So yeah, 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 that's kind of the key for us. And 
adding on to that too, I think like being organized, like you have to be organized. You have to keep to-do lists. You have to keep an updated calendar. And as we've grown, like there are so many projects on the go constantly. There are so many meetings. There's different ideas that we randomly come up with, like by doing something random, we'll be like, oh, we should be doing this and this. And you need to jot down everything because the responsibilities, you know, they do add up. So that's been very key is staying organized and communication. We die hard for our calendar. We do. We do. We're both quite type of. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think both of us are pretty organized also. Yeah, I think... I think it's also just like hardwired into us. I think like you guys said, you grew up super active. Like it's just part of who you are. I think if like, I feel like we've always been super organized. Like that's just the way we are and we need to function like that. Um, But I was going to ask a question, I guess like going off of that, maybe for people who also have a full-time job and who haven't had the same sort of upbringing that you guys did with exercise, like always surrounding you and that's just who you were. Um, what advice would you give to people who might want to start like changing up their lifestyle, incorporating a more healthy, healthy lifestyle with um, working out, but also balancing like a full-time job? Like what would you say are some good tips for people who just like want to start yeah. and change um, their lifestyle? So I would say like before, like during periods during high school and periods during university for me, like I wasn't as into fitness. That wasn't like my biggest priority. Um, but when I would get back into it, I think one thing that really helped me and also just helping me learn about more about personal fitness versus just, you know, sports throughout high school Um, is honestly doing a lot of the research yourself and learning about the different forms of working out, um, what it is to have, like eat nourishing meals, doing that research, I think learning it for yourself and learning what works for your body is super important. Uh, Not trying to copy what someone else does. And I think that, you know, there's no easy way to do it. You have to put in some of the work. Maybe that means trying out a couple different workout classes and seeing what works for you. Maybe that means like learning some new healthy recipes that you think taste good, not like the random green smoothie that tastes, you know, just like spinach, but finding what works for you, (laughs) you know, finding what actually works for your lifestyle and what's going to bring you joy. And, you know, as we mentioned before, the biggest thing is not looking at a workout or not looking at a meal. Like you have to do it. Like it, it's healthy. It's because like you actually want to do it and you understand the benefits. So I would say, yeah, my advice is doing the research for yourself and not just copying someone else's uh, lifestyle. Yeah, no, I think that's so important. I think like trial and error comes with that. Like yeah, if you have exactly. to few different types of workouts if you have to try out a couple different ways of eating like go for it because that's the only way that you're going to truly find like what really does um, resonate with you yeah Yeah. and just to add on to that you know living a healthy lifestyle looks different for everyone nobody is the same like you need to create a lifestyle that works for you whether it's like what time you're most motivated to work out like what you know meals are easiest to make that you know you can incorporate all the food groups like 
it's just you need to learn what works for you and find things that motivate you, whether it's you need to have a friend working out with you to make you motivated, or maybe you need to set an alarm so that you work out at 7 a.m. because that's the best time. Like, Find the things that motivate you and make you driven to live a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I think that's super important. I think that people are always like, oh, like you find once you like do one thing, that'll be like stick with you and that's your healthy lifestyle. But I think that it's as Sarah, like both you and Saz said, like trial and error and like doing things for yourself in health just doesn't look the same for everyone. Like sometimes I know I have to remind myself that because of my past with my eating disorder and everything, like how I live a healthy lifestyle is not going to be the same as like any of my friends. Like I know that there's certain workouts I can't do. I can't work out every day. I can't run right now. And like, I need to eat, like make sure I'm like sticking on top of my meals and stuff. And like, it's hard sometimes when you feel like you need to be doing what that person's doing to be healthy, but you just have to like look inward and really like truly understand what is beneficial for you and what's healthy for you. Yeah. And I feel like my biggest thing when I find myself like dipping down into those sort of like weird mindsets, I always remind myself if I'm questioning something, that means that it's not right. Like I shouldn't have to like think five different times about like what meal I'm going to have and like when should I eat and if I'm like if that person's eating. The minute I find myself like overthinking, I know that it's not healthy and I have to go back to what I know works for me and what I know is healthy for me. Yeah. So I think it's really just about like keeping tabs on where your mind goes and it should feel easy. Like it should feel effortless. Um, like you said, like nothing should feel like a chore or feel mm-hmm. like it's cluttering your mind. Yeah. And even like go saying those for working out and stuff, like using raise the bar for an example, like sometimes I'll like the night before I'm like, okay, I'm going to do like this workout that was released this week, like an hour sweat and sculpt. I wake up the next morning and I like don't have as much energy, but like I'm craving like some movement, then I'm going to maybe do a 15 or 30 minute one, not the full hour, because I know that like, that's not necessarily going to be beneficial for me, but I still want to move my body. And I think that's also what's so great is that you guys now have like 15 minute, 30 minute, 45 hours. So there's really like options for everyone. Mm -hmm. And like any kind of lifestyle, there's low impact options always, which like, actually has helped me so much. Because when I first started doing raise the bar, I only did low impact workouts and then after my knee surgery I did low impact workout like the low impact versions and stuff so just like reminding yourself like there are so many options out there for kinds of workouts you don't need to be running every day you don't need to be doing a hit workout every day and just there's so many different things out there what I was going to ask you guys is something I think a lot of people need to be reminded of and just like what's your take on I guess prioritizing consistency over intensity and how like in your opinion why do you think consistency or, like at least I think consistency is more important than having like an hour intense workout like every day or whatever. Yeah, I think you know the bottom line is intensity is not always going to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. And you want to find something that's sustainable, not like a 30 days for the next 30 days. I'm going to try to, you know, run every single day and lose X amount of weight. Well, what are you going to do after those 30 days? Are you going to go back to habits that you were doing before? Are you going to completely reverse every, you know, all the progress that you made? You want to be able to be happy throughout, you know, your whole life and do things that make you happy. 
and not things that are going to completely exhaust and shock your body. And I think that that's something you know, I definitely learned throughout high school. There was definitely the, you know, at the high school, you know, actually Catherine and I went to the same high school, yeah. uh, but, you know, growing up in, it was like, oh, we have prom in 30 days. Like I'm going to go to the gym every single day. And then after prom, well, what did we do? We probably weren't doing things that were very healthy. We probably weren't thinking about it. And it's this up and down roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so consistency at the end of the day is what, does make you feel stronger it's what makes you feel happier and it's sustainable and some days you're going to go for a walk some days you're not going to do anything and some days you're going to have a really intense workout and that's okay um so it's yeah all about the balance there and what's sustainable um i think one word that's been really important my entire life that um my mom taught to me she was a dietitian and my roommate julia was also a dietitian or is a dietitian and taught to me was intuitive. Um, it's, you know, there's being intuitive means being in tune to your body. Um, whether that's intuitive to working out or intuitive to eating, both are extremely important and listening to your body and asking it what it needs or what it wants to do before you go into a workout, you're not going to be able to run, 10k every single day you're not going to be able to do an hour workout every single day it's going to look different every single day depending what your body is able to give um you know we'll do we'll be together we'll teach a class for an hour and some days we're like oh my gosh we could do another one no problem right now like we're feeling so good but let's just, for example, say back on Monday this week, we both did like a 45 minute workout and we're like, I could have slept through that whole class. It, it's just, it, it's your body is constantly changing, but it's, it's telling you something when it's telling you that it's mm-hmm. tired. Um, so it's, it's important to listen to it, give yourself rest days. And some days you just need to go easy on it so that you can, you know, rest, revamp and get ready for the next day. Um, and that goes the same with eating, you know, you're not going to feel some days I feel hungry all day and that's fine because that's what my body's telling me. But some days, you know, I eat less and that's just what my body needs. So I think the key for living a balanced lifestyle is to be in tune to your body and listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, so I, important. I totally agree with both of those. Um, I was going to say, uh, what was I going to say? Um, but I, oh yeah, I was going to say like, I feel like hormones is something that girls can forget about and put on the back burner, but hormones literally control like everything, everything that goes on in our body. And we forget that like we have a menstrual cycle and like our energy levels are going to go up and down throughout the month. And like some types of workouts are better at other times in our cycle. And sometimes we're going to be hungrier than other times. And back when I was really struggling with my exercise, like I never listened to my body. Like I'd wake up some days and I would be like more starving than I was the day before. And I'd be like punishing myself. I'd be like, why am I so hungry today? Like I can't eat this much because this isn't how I was eating yesterday. Like I ate less yesterday. Or some days I'd wake up and I'd feel so tired and depleted of energy. And I'd still go to the gym and like run for however many minutes. And that is just like so counterproductive and like the long term because 
one, you're just going against what your body is asking Mm -hmm. you. And two, it's really just setting you up for like mental health failure. So yeah, I love that. I love like the whole idea of just always being in tune with your body and knowing that it's going to change every single day. And that's okay. Like you have to come to terms with the fact that not every day can look the same. And like just not even blaming. Like I feel like I hear a lot of people being like, why am I hungry? Oh, I'm hungrier because of this. Or like, oh, I didn't eat like this. I'm hungry now. And it's like, you don't, you shouldn't have to justify why you're hungry or why you're doing a shorter workout or anything. Like you should just do it because you know what's right for you. You shouldn't need to justify for those around you. Like I know so many people go to the gym and like, oh, I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to be there for like very short. Like I have other stuff to do today. And then they're there for like an hour and a half. And I'm like, that was not short, but like whatever. <laughs> like so many people do that. I'm like, just do it for yourself. You don't need to get people to like, just say you're going to the gym. And yeah. Work out. It's so like, oh, it's so difficult sometimes with people but um kind of like turning gears a little bit but I guess we've talked a lot about working out and raise the bar but do you guys have like any other little like hobbies pastime other things you like to do because obviously you guys don't just work do like your work work and work out I know that you do more in your life so kind of like maybe just talking about that a bit like honestly like I would say Sarah and I both are very into one, we both love to cook. And two, we both love trying different restaurants. So that's something that we've been able to enjoy together, especially as like, you know, the restrictions on COVID have opened up, which has been really nice. Like we'll always message each other when there's new restaurants in Toronto opening, or if we've tried something really good, or if we've made a new recipe. So for that, that's something we really enjoy. And for myself too, that's, you know, a nice time that I can spend with my fiance. We love cooking together so I think that's number one and uh one of yeah I mean you can say it. first off I have a dog so <laughs> he is my pastime um I you know he's my child I have to spend a lot of time with him so um that's a big one for me but um second of all I am not from Toronto I'm from Calgary and I fell in love with Toronto after going to school at Western and working here and like, my, I am passionate about discovering all things Toronto. I love this city. I don't know what it is about it. I love everyone in it. And whenever I can get out to explore it, experience it, I try to. And I'm so happy that Stas is also up to do it with me. So whether it's like a coffee shop, restaurants, concerts, you know, seeing friends going for cocktails, like I'm all about that when we have the time. Yeah. And I think that's like, you know, one thing, because Sarah and I, we were kind of talking about this before and, you know, I'm not going to lie, like we're busy, we're busy, we're busy with work, we're busy with Raise the Bar. And so if you truly ask us what our hobbies are, it's finding that time to foster your relationships and friendships and with family with your partner, with your friends, that's really important, whether that's, you know, going out for food, going to different concerts, like Sarah said, or traveling. Um, Those are some things we really like to do. But yeah, like, you know, I wouldn't say we have time to do another business. (laughs) But, you know, we, those are, yeah, those are, and we both love reading. That's another thing. We both love sharing book recommendations um I'm in a book club and it's been especially amazing during COVID because the people that you're in the book club with you get to connect with and have you know conversation 
um, about different things. And yeah, it's great. So yeah, no, that is really awesome. Obviously, it's evident that you guys are busy people, but I like how you're able to kind of show on both your personal and the Raise the Bar Instagram that like there's balance. Life's all about balance. And like Mm -hmm. you post going out for dinners and stuff when you have the time. And that's important to note just like in terms of a healthy lifestyle, like it involves like all aspects, like going out and socializing, like keeping up with those relationships. Because if all you're doing is just working all day and doing your workout, going to bed, repeating, like you're not necessarily um, living life to its fullest. Yeah, exactly. And you're not like making new connections and improving relationships. I was going to ask, do you guys have any like favorite restaurants that come to mind like in Toronto like any that are your go-to oh yes I want to hear any that you recommend I mean I'll go Stas and I have very similar favorites but we love uh Giulietta um for Italian food um I lived on I live on the west end so I love Milu Mm -hmm. I love Manitas um you know Bar Kukla uh Bernhardt's there are so many. So you guys, if yeah. you want any recommendations, you can always. I've literally never heard of any. <laughs> okay, you've got to you got to go down Ossington. Oh, There's the, you know, the best restaurants there: La Banane, um, Mamaka's. Yeah, what are some others? Das is a big French food. I love French girl. food. Mm-hmm. She loves rich. Yeah. Rich, French. buttery. French I guess food. like we can kind of sort of wrap it up now. We've been talking for a bit now I didn't even realize how long it's been but I guess like do you guys have any final thoughts words advice for people who maybe want to kind of start a side hustle or get more into fitness and stuff just yeah like a take some takeaways or if you guys like want to pump your own tires a bit and you know (laughs) yeah people should do raise the bar I mean I I can talk a bit about advice um if there is something you're passionate about, follow that passion, follow what's kind of pulling you. Uh, You know, five years ago, Sarah and I would have never thought that we would be where we are. But, you know, if something feels natural, follow it and you'll find the time. I know it sounds intimidating. And, you know, if you had told us four years ago that we'd be working full time and, you know, running a business, we would have not believed you, but it happened and it's happening and, you know, we love it. And it's been extremely rewarding in so many different ways. So my second piece of advice is find a good partner. It makes the world of difference. It doesn't make it feel like a job like Sarah is literally my sister. And uh, that makes everything you know, a lot easier, a lot more fun, a lot more rewarding when you can share it with someone. And in times of stress, you know, Sarah and I have both been through ups and downs in, you know, the past couple of years. And you have someone that is there to support you, that's there to take, you know, weight off your shoulders, both personally and professionally. So that is very key. I don't know if you have any yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have any more tips. The big one is finding a business partner that is incredible. <laughs> Stas motivates me, like, more than you can even imagine. Like, she is the – she is a queen. Um, and I think, in general, you should be surrounding yourself with people that motivate you mm-hmm. to be the best you. You know, if you find that your friends are – draining you or you find that you're maybe not your best self 
around people in your life, um, it's time to reevaluate. Um, so surround yourself with people that make you feel your best and motivate you to do what you love. Um, and you know, yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah, for this sure. Is, this it's, is truly the best thing that's like ever happened to me yeah. and the best decision that we've made. Yeah. That's all yeah. really great advice. Yeah. So thank you guys for coming on. I had like, I think we both really enjoyed yeah. chatting and just getting to know more about raise the bar and kind of your life beyond raise the bar and living a balanced lifestyle and so everyone can check out raise the bar on instagram it's we're gonna link it below but it's raise the bar.to and then they also have a website which is um i think it's just raise the okay yeah and then yeah until our next week's episode everyone can just listen to previous episodes check out raise the bars instagram and they have our some instagram. yeah and our instagram food for thought pod and yeah we'll link all raise the bars info below so you can have a direct access to it but thank you sarah and saz for coming on yeah, and yeah we're excited for like future conversations and excited to see raise the bar continue to grow mm-hmm. so yeah thank you thank you thanks for having us yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.